Another week, another Apple Circle podcast, everybody. Welcome back to the show about a company that doesn't put out super cheap phones because they just can't seem to sell phones anymore. No dang, one's pulling a Google dang, here. That's Ooh. a sick burn. Oh, I'm bringing <laughs> the fire today. Whoa. Joined by uh, Matt Gonzalez. Hey. Jesse Ortiz. Hello. Uh, so, yeah, I guess in the vein of Apple news, we also can cover other companies. Google I.O. was this week, and... I don't know. This was one of those, I guess we had a particularly busy day, but this was also one of the Google IOs that I just don't think I cared at all. There were so many leaks on the 3A and the 3XL and some of the features that I feel like I kind of just like read like one article summary and okay, that was, I got all the info I need to know. Was it just me or was IO this year kind of boring? We didn't even watch the keynote. It was super boring. Even till this, even till this day, I have I still don't know what they announced. I just know they announced the phone. That's about it. Right. Yeah, I read highlights later, and even then, I kind of skimmed them. Like I got over it pretty fast. Here's how much I didn't care. I wasn't gonna watch the keynote. Well, I would have watched it live if we had time or whatever. But afterwards, I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna watch the keynote. But I I didn't even think about clicking the verges like, oh, Google I/O in 13 minutes. Like I saw that and I was like. Yeah, nah, 13 minutes too long. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> That's I mean, how much I didn't care. We're not here to diss or bash Google, but I don't know. There was something about this year's I.O. that was just kind of boring. Hey, so if, if this was like Apple's Showtime event, Showtime event made me just yeah. really not care about keynotes for a little bit. Yeah, but, let's, yeah. let's hope that uh, things are better. And before we jump into some potentially big news, uh, for WWDC in just uh, a matter of weeks now. I want to again promote our Apple Circle hotline. Do you guys have a question on an Apple product? Maybe you just are stumped on a buying decision. You don't know if you should buy the MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro. You're maybe wondering if that rumored iPhone 11 is going to be all it's cracked up to be or you have some weird tech support issue. Give us a call, 949-445-0866. It's 949 0866. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Give us a call. It'll go right to voicemail. Leave your name, where you're from, a message, and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on the podcast, on anything Apple-related, and uh, we will play it on next week's episode. And we do thank everybody that have, uh, has called in uh, in the past couple of weeks. We've gotten a, a number of calls, and we're very grateful for that. So thank you very much to everyone for calling. And give us a call if you have some thoughts. Um, on anything we talk about today, which we have a lot to discuss today, guys. Um, Bloomberg's Mark Gurman published a massive report that is like a treasure trove of all the things coming to iOS 13, macOS, watchOS, tvOS. There is a lot to run through here. Mm -hmm. Again, I maybe we should say, spoiler alert, because <laughs> usually Bloomberg's pretty spot on, and this everything in this list seems kind of accurate. Like, I can actually see all this happening. So... If you don't want to be spoiled and you'd rather wait for the actual keynote, I would skip over a portion of this episode. Just keep skimming on through to about halfway. Um, but we've got a lot of information to talk about, of, of, uh, according to Bloomberg, on what Apple is going to um, finally show us. Um, so kind of skimming this list here, there's some big um, things we've heard about for the last couple of weeks. A dark mode coming to iOS. Uh, a bunch of apps are getting revamped. There's going to be a new Find My Friends and find my iPhone app into one, a new health app. I mean, we can get into like specifics and nitty gritty if there's something specific, but is there anything that kind of stands out to you guys from this list uh, of something coming to one of your favorite Apple devices in the coming weeks? 
Well, according to this list, I'm actually surprised with the iOS section in particular, how much isn't really different from what we've heard already. It's pretty much all the same stuff. But a few new ones that I, I'm actually excited for is a swipe-based keyboard option. So if you've used an Android phone on the keyboard, you type like normal, but or you have the option to kind of swipe your finger from letter to letter and it'll like tie together and create um, create words. And this is good for like one-handed use or it honestly just makes typing faster a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you can get with third-party keyboards on iOS right now, but it looks like this might actually be a default option, which I, I'm totally down for that. That's something I've wanted for a long time. Yeah, I want to bring that one up too, because that's the one thing that like I have a lot of friends when they switch to iPhone. The first thing they bring up is, oh, I miss swipe. And so it's just like always like download sw- a Swift key. It'll work. It'll be fine. Yeah. So the fact that it's default now, I think makes that like switching from Android thing kind of a little bit easier for some certain people. You know, and swipe is good for one hand typing. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, it's great for all that. I think the other one that got me, I had two other ones that got me a little bit interested in that was, um, we talked about it last week, but screen time on Mac confirmed. Yep. Yeah. So now we can all be afraid of what we do on our Macs all the time. I'm not looking <laughs> forward to looking through it, but it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. And then now that there's a uh, actual app store on the Apple Watch, that's pretty cool. That's really yeah. weird. It's weird. I, I don't see the need for a dedicated app store on the watch. Is it just well, no, me or well, that's is that the question? Same? Is it going to be on the watch? Or, I'm assuming it's going to be on your phone. No, no, no. According no, to Bloomberg, there's going to be an app store for the Apple Watch on the watch itself. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what it says. Yeah, that's that's weird. Because how are you going to? Yeah, that's weird. I, I, I like it because it. it's going to be something different. I'm into it. I'm it's it's gonna different. Be yeah, different. no, that's for sure. I think an interesting part of all of this is the fact that we're hearing rumors that Apple is going to basically combine Find My Friends and Find My iPhone, their kind of geolocation apps into one. And there's some cool things about this. One is that there's supposed to be a new feature that'll let you use Wi-Fi networks around your device to geolocate the device if it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily, we don't know if it's going to be off or if it's like not connected to Wi-Fi or has no cell surface. So now, if you were to lose your phone and it was not on Wi-Fi and it didn't have a SIM in it, you'd be kind of out of luck. Like, there's just no way to get uh, data to it to be able to upload its location to iCloud. But supposedly, with this new feature in this new co- combined app, you can use like the Wi-Fi networks around you to kind of triangulate the lo- device's location, as well as this new kind of hardware thing that is going to be somewhat like a tile that you can put in your purse, wallet, bag. That kind of works as like a little Bluetooth tracker to also track your devices. Is it weird that Apple is taking on Tile if this is actually true? Isn't that kind of a weird market for Apple to join? Definitely. It's just like, it's kind of like the credit card. It's like, why is Apple doing it? <laughs> I don't know. But okay. <laughs> like it doesn't, I don't, I, don't, I don't see what their play is. I, I mean, I guess kind of with the credit card, like it's just you live in Apple and everything you do is Apple. So I guess it's that. I mean, Plus, I, see- I mean, if, if they do do this app, which it seems like they're going to, then why not have everything in there? Like, I, I don't know if you guys use Tile. I, I have used it in the past. I have one sitting in the box I just never set up. Um, <laughs> there we but, go. That just goes but, to show how useful but if it, it was, is. But if it was built in and I didn't have to like download an app or whatever, I probably still wouldn't use it, but I, I see. I see why someone might want it. 
I just, I don't see the appeal. Like I've, I've used tiles in the past and I have this really cool Nomad wallet that has uh, a tile built in. And I guess for a certain amount of times it's been useful, but I just don't see it being super practical. And I can also see Apple charging 50 bucks for this thing. Oh, and <laughs> you're going to put it in a backpack or I just, it just seems like a really weird space for Apple to enter. And it seems, I don't know if to me, it seems like well, the tile fat is kind of worn off. Well, I don't know about that. I, I, I know a lot of people that are quote unquote normal who don't care about tech or whatever, and they all have tile because I don't know if you guys are like this, but I just, I just don't lose stuff. It's just not something that I do. I've never lost. I'm trying to think of what the last thing I lost was that I legitimately couldn't find. And like I needed some, like if I had the tile, it would have helped me out. And I can't think, I can't think of it even to this right. day. Like I didn't, I don't know if you guys are like that. No, I'm the same way. I don't, I put things in the exact same spot every single day. So I know exactly where yeah. it's at. Yep. So I'm in that boat, but I do know <laughs> a lot of people that are not like that and have exactly. tiles on everything because exactly. they're That's like, exactly Oh, I, I, I lose my wallet at least twice a week. You know what yeah. I'm like? If you're losing your wallet twice a week, one, you should learn where to put it. But yeah, exactly. I know I, people I that this, have lost, well, this this isn't really a tile thing, but I know people that have lost their phone four or five times. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really just don't understand it. But what my point was, there are mo I would say most people are like that. Yeah. And most people that I know have tiles or some type of a tracker like that. So I think this is a weird space for Apple to be in. Like, it's really, really weird. And I think, Matt, you hit it in the head. Like, it's weird like the credit card. It makes no sense. But because it's Apple, a lot of people are going to buy them. And it's going to make them money. So while it's weird, it's kind of smart for them to be in the market anyway. I think it's, it's like I said, the ecosystem. You walk into the Apple store and you buy the phone, you buy the computer, you buy the iPad if you're one of those people, and then you buy all the accessories for it. A tile type thing is just another one you add on top of it. So mm -hmm. Okay, so why not? Can I kind of change the direction that we're going here with this uh, Go for it. This news here a little bit? Because, okay, this is all cool, but this is kind of boring. But I have a little bit more of a controversial <laughs> subject to bring up here. So there was another report from Bloomberg this week that talked about how the Apple store has lost its luster and how the former head of retail, Angela Arntz, I yes. believe, yes. this is correct. She, you know, she's now departed from Apple. She's doing her own thing. But Bloomberg talked to multiple... I wouldn't say disgruntled, but unhappy retail employees, uh, former, current, and customers on kind of how the Apple Store experience has gone downhill. And I thought this would be really interesting because we all have recently or on many occasions have visited multiple Apple stores um, and kind of talk about this idea of has it gone downhill? And one of the specific feature, not features, but the specific arguments in the story was about how one of the perfect examples is when you want to go buy something. How if you walk into the Apple store, you kind of have to track down these certain specialists to buy something because mm -hmm. if a person is a genius, oh, they can't help you. If they're doing check-ins, they can't help you. You have to wait for the exact person who has that area of specialties to come um, help you purchase the device that you want to get. And I, I just... I don't know. I've noticed that recently that there is this shift in going to the Apple store and everyone's super helpful and like ready to answer questions. 
the attitude hasn't so much changed, but it seems like there is like this hierarchy of like, we need to uh, prioritize this over that. We need to make sure these classes are like front and center. We need to move the support queue in the back and you, there's no more genius bar. They just kind of come to you and it's kind of created this confusion. I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on kind of current Apple retail? Honestly, I kind of hate it. I used to love going to the Apple store and like just walking around, checking things out. But now it feels like there's more people walking around, like more employees walking around and always talking to you. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here to like talk to anybody. I just want to check things out or like feel how the new butterfly keyboards feel or whatever, when that was a thing, you know? And I think the buying part, you outlaid it perfectly. I don't know how many times I've gone to buy something at the Apple store and I'm like, yeah, I want to pick up whatever, whatever. And they're like, oh, you got to go talk to that guy with glasses. I'm like, half your staff exactly. wears glasses. Which one? You know, like, and you're trying to track down that person. It is kind of annoying. If I had to do anything in the Apple store now, I buy it through the app and then just go pick it up in the store. Because mm-hmm. it's it's honestly kind of annoying dealing with the Apple store at this point. I'm, I'm over it. Matt, your thoughts? I'm trying, I'm trying to think of what it was like before. Because well, I'm, I'm trying to think of if it actually changed or if like what actually changed because well the genius bar the idea of like yeah. all the experts in the back ready to help you and now like there's this weird table structure I mean, and the classes i don't know i don't know i don't it feels basically the same to me but but i get what you're saying like there is there's something different i'm just trying to figure out what it is it's luster is gone i it's like this like, i think it is the whole the whole employee thing like they're all still very friendly. They're very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. still answer your questions if you have them. But it's like getting to the employees is is more of a process now. If you know exactly what you want when you walk in, and you you then you're fine. But if you're like just wandering around and you decide like, oh, okay, I want to do this, then you, if you don't know, it's it's kind of weird because most of the time when I walk into the Apple Store to actually buy something, I know what I want. So I walk in. There's usually a greet. I don't know what their official title is, but like a greeter in the front with the iPad. They're like, oh, what do you need? And then I'm just like, oh, I need to buy this. They're like, okay, go to that table and he'll help you out. And it's fine. But that's just probably because I know what I'm doing. If I didn't know that and I'm like wandering around the store, I'm like, okay, I want to buy this now. Now I'm going to have to talk. I'm going to have to pull someone aside. And that who is- knows if they're able to work. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most frustrating things I've ever experienced. And that's like, uh, uh, as of late, like the last couple of years is I've been in the Apple store with family members. They've wanted to look at the device. Okay. They're ready to buy it. Trying to track someone down. Like you're trying to like flag a cab driver down in the store. Hey, can you just pull over for a second? I want to order this. <laughs> Seems to be more difficult now than it used to be. And I know that some of these issues just they have to do with the foot traffic in the store, like the amount of people actually there. Like I know the other day when I went to go buy a HomePod, I walked into the store, it was like 10.30, was just open, walked to the back, picked up a HomePod, a lady was able to ring me up. But again, she had to go in the back for some reason. She had to go get the actual machine because she didn't have the little, the uh, iPhone that had the the hardware on there to do the actual purchase for mm-hmm. point of sale. So she had to go back, then she came back and she you know, did it and it was fine. And then when I went to go return it today, I walked in. It was a little bit more crowded. I said, hey, I just want to return this HomePod. And this guy says, okay, you you know, I can't do that for you. You have to wait for this employee. So just go ahead and wait off to the side and someone will come. And you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And just, it seems like there is more inconvenience there. Not that the employees are not knowledgeable, helpful, and friendly, but it's just waiting to talk to someone has gone increasingly more, it just gotten more frustrating. I don't know. 
I will say Apple employees might be some of the best retail employees out there. Like they're usually the most like really, really knowledgeable. If someone actually doesn't know how to answer a question, like it's kind of rare and they're able to get someone pretty quick that yeah, can answer. They'll, the they'll figure it out for you. Yeah. They're really good employees. I will say that. I think on the on the the purchasing side too, I it's something I've noticed. Why the hell like they always have like the little iPhones that have that special case on them that they could take cards through whatever right yeah why are those things always like iphone fours like they're <laughs> like this really old iphone and they're super slow and it's like oh you want to buy an iphone 10s uh you know 128 gold cool hang on and they're having to press each button and each button takes an hour to load so they can load up all these different SKUs. and like here let me take your payment here's there you go let's swipe that three hours later it's finally done taking your card and then it's like oh now put this info in hang on it takes a little it takes a minute for it to load it's like I get that you want to be really cool and that you don't have like a register and it's all like mobile and it looks really cool. But why the hell are you using the oldest phone imaginable so it takes an hour to do it? Because now it's more cumbersome than a register because it takes an hour to get out of there once you actually know what you're going to buy. Like it's just too slow. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm assuming that's just a we don't want to deal with it kind of thing. So we'll just use the ones that we already have. Yes, sir. You guys remember oh, yeah. like the old days of the Apple Store? I remember when I got my 2007 MacBook Pro going to the Apple Store. There used to be this certain experience with the Apple Store. Like when you went to go get a product, it was like a whole thing. Like you'd go to the mall, you'd go in the Apple Store. They had like the lines of like these black sh- black shelves with software in the middle that you could check out all the different versions of Comic Life and Word and all these different games and all the sections and. I don't know, there just used to be something special about you bought a product at the Apple store and now it just seems like they want to get you in and they want to get you out. It's like they're just very transaction-based. And we know that there is no commission. These people are mm-hmm. just doing their jobs, but, you know, someone said, or there were just the report alludes to maybe that this was just a message from a higher chain of command, how the employees, at least from this report, aren't necessarily happy about it and they don't agree, but... Their bosses are saying, you just need to focus on other priorities. You need to focus on the Today at Apple classes. You need to focus on, um, you know, sales of a particular thing. There isn't this like, hey, let me take my time to help you do something. It's let's get you in and out and let me go back to what I was doing. I just, maybe it's just I'm against the classes. I know that people find them very useful, but they just seem to take up a lot of space and take resources away i don't know maybe i'm just in a grumpy mood today that's always been something that the apple store did that no other store really Mm -hmm. does Mm -hmm. right i think it's pretty Uh, cool yeah i mean i've never taken one i probably never will but i think it's a good idea yeah neither i wonder what those classes are like yeah i I really have no idea now i kind of want to take one just to know what is i'm not going to do it but honestly a, a great apple circle video would be like taking this class at the apple store what's it like what if they end up being like the worst classes? You're like, they taught us nothing. <laughs> I mean, they are the, the, the people teaching the classes always seem to be knowledgeable and friendly and like they're there to kind of, you know, they have the charisma with the people. And usually it's, you know, not to be um, to identify certain people, but usually it's the older crowd. It's people who are kind of struggling with their phones. They want to get the most out of them. And hey, I commend them for going in to learn how to do it. And I, and I know multiple people and family members and friends who have gone to the Apple store and thoroughly enjoy those classes. It just seems like there is such a priority on the Apple store is the community hub and it's the place where you go hang out with your friends. Like remember that whole pitch that Angela tried to pitch the Apple store as like the new Starbucks. It yeah. just seems like just no, it's a, it's a retail store. You're there to experience the products 
and you just want a very smooth transactionary process. You're not there to, you know, meet with friends. I, I, I don't know. I wonder if part of the problem is that most of the Apple stores that exist are not like flagship type stores. Because when you go to mm-hmm. when you go to the store in like San Francisco, for instance, the main flagship store they have there, it's mm-hmm. big. There's like places to sit. There's like this grove with like trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm going to hang out there necessarily, but it's a place where I know I can go. I get Wi-Fi and I could just sit there for a little bit if I need to. But right. but that's like that Apple store and probably like 10 others. <laughs> Most of them are in the mall. Mm-hmm. And and if you, I don't know if that translates very well. Like I get it being the hub if it actually is a hub where you can go and there's like things to do, but not in a mall. I wonder if that's part of the problem. Like it just doesn't work for all the Apple stores. I don't. I don't think it would. Yeah. I, I I can't see that. Like, like if I walked into a mall and the Apple Store had like a lounge area, it'd be weird. What? What? They should actually make coffee shops. That's yeah. the one. That's Ooh. the way to do it. That would actually be super smart. Like a Starbucks inside of an Apple Store. Yeah, because then people would hang out there and then put it in the back where the Genius Bar used to be, so that you have to walk through all the products. Right by the accessories. I think yeah. it it would be nice to have at least like when I've gone in there for like customer service or support to be able to have a designated area to sit at, to know that someone's going to actually see me and like to know your place in the queue because they go, Oh, just go sit in the corner. Someone will find you. And you're just kind of <laughs> like, uh, how long is this going to take? And I, while I was there at the Apple store today, I noticed some very interesting interactions. And one of them was a lady who said, Hey, I've been here for 20 minutes. Do you know how much longer? Like, I, I don't know. Like no one seems to have an idea of time because remember, Remember when they used to have those boards in the back and they Mm -hmm, list mm -hmm. who you were going to see, like what the problem, like kind of a general Mac support, Robert, he's, you know, third in line. Bring that back, please. Bring that back. That was great. Are we overthinking Apple stores? Definitely. Because if (laughs) you actually, if you actually like take a step back and think about it, they're still better than pretty much every store. Yeah. I, I, like I'm sitting here going like, I, the last like electronic store I went to was Best Buy, and I was like, I need to get the hell out of this store. <laughs> Best yeah. Buy is bad inventory, bad f- placement of items on the floor, employees trying to oversell you on their protection plan. and ugh. I'm always lost in a Best Buy. I'm like, where the hell is anything? I can't well, find... Well, I only go to Best Buy now because I know... Like I only go if I know they have this particular thing and I just walk in and walk out. I like I never browse or Oh yeah. I just I go if they have it, I check online first, and if they don't, then I'm never in a Best Buy. I like to browse a little bit. I don't I don't browse. I'm in that same boat. I I I like the the idea of browsing, but yeah. Browsing a Best Buy. See, I do browse an Apple store even though there's nothing ever new in there. But usually if I'm in the in the mall or something, I will walk in the Apple store. Even though I don't need to. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, oh, usually I'll like run in there and just kind of, I don't know, hang out. But I don't know. They're just like, today it's like I had 0% desire to stay in that store any longer than I need to just because it's like, there's just something new. I don't know. It's, I think it's obviously we're in the beginning of summer, like this kind of weird transition time for hardware. There's no new iPhones till the fall. We just got new iPads and Macs and there's just nothing. Oh, let's go to the Apple store to check it out. There's just kind of nothing there that makes it super interesting. I don't know. But also, uh, this this is another. I feel like I say this every week. This is going to make me sound horrible. <laughs> but I wonder if it's just because we have everything. Maybe. 
I, that's not normal for most people. Though I, I really do, I saw the discounts this week on the Series 4, tempted, but at this point, I'm just, like, just going to wait for the Series 5. Yeah, but you have an Apple Watch already, so yeah. it's like, you want the new one just because you know it's faster, but not because it's new to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And same with like iPad, same with like, yeah, you could use an upgraded iPad, but you don't, you know what an iPad is. Right. There's still tons of people that don't have these things. And I can see them going into the Apple store and being like super excited to try this stuff out and just browse. And I guess, you know what? I will say that we, we are lucky because there are people that don't have like a, an Apple store in driving distance. Like there are like, people who like make like a day to like <laughs> go to the Apple store. So I apologize if I sound like I'm a very, uh, a first world problem kind of guy today. So I, I will say problem. that is, it is a definitely a first world problem. Yeah, but Berta, I don't know. You live, what, quarter of a mile from the Apple store? I could walk to the local mall with the Apple store. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm looking at this iOS list of features and the macOS stuff. And like, there's stuff we could talk about here, but I don't know. It just, to me, it feels so oversaturated, so boring. And it seems like maybe it's just, I'm burnt out of rumors Maybe it's after like doing this day in and day out, I am just desensitized to it. But is it just me or do you guys feel the same way? I feel the same way, but I think it's because everything's actually really good and there's not much more to do. That's that's a good point. I think that's what it is. Like, yeah, there's little tweaks here and there, and that's what we're getting. That's that's really all there is. There's nothing big, nothing crazy. And that thing will come at some point, but until we get there iOS 13, Mac OS, like those things, they're set. It's, they're what they're going to be. Um, and until we get like the next category, I don't see that changing very soon. And it's just going to be boring until we get there. Right. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we're bored until we get there and we don't get it all spoiled. Because right. I think that's another big part of it is that we know everything that's happening. Well, I mean, at this point, I am probably most interested for the fall for Apple TV+. Plus. Like I'm really curious to see what this new content is. Um, of course, new iPhones this fall, no matter how you feel about them leading up to the event is irrelevant because as soon as they show it on stage, you're going to want to buy it. So that's <laughs> just how it is. But it just seems like, you know, WWDC will be interesting to watch, but I guess you're right, Matt. It just kind of, it's going to be boring. It's just part of the the slump, the process, and uh, it'll get a little bit more interesting soon. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Tough, maybe. tough couple weeks for Apple News. It's just It's been so, like, just bone dry of news. That's okay, though. We can sit here and complain about Apple stores. And you know, we can complain <laughs> about Apple. Any other uh, Apple complaints? I'm trying to think if I have any, any weird complaint? issues with we, Apple. So products. we want to be negative about Apple right now? Is that the goal? Hey, sometimes we have, you know, wh- okay, let's hear about uh, some good experiences and bad experiences with your Apple products this week. Mm, let me this think. is a great call. If, you're, if you want to call in, I'd love to know your best and worst experience uh, over the past week or so with your Apple products. Hmm. I will say CarPlay Waze is trash, though I don't blame Apple I think for it's that. A it's probably thing. just Waze. Yeah, it's a Waze thing, yeah. Um, trying to think of any, yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, when I was, the other day, this isn't, this is just like something that happened that has never happened before. Uh, the other day I was trying to charge the Jaguar I-Pace that we have that we're making a video on. Uh, I was at the mall, actually, right next to Berto's place. I was trying to charge it, and I needed to download the EVgo app to set it up and use the machine. Yeah. And I my phone just stopped working in a way that I've <laughs> never seen before. I could use the phone. I could turn it on and off. I could activate Siri, but I could not touch on any apps. 
I could mm. swipe down, I could search, I could do everything, but if I tried to open an app, it would not work, no matter what app it was. That's so then I was like, okay, I'm going to restart the phone. Tried the normal restart function, it did not work. I tried it, I tried it probably five or six times, held it for as long as possible, it didn't work. But with the new iPhone XS, I guess I've just never had a hard reset a phone in a while, so I didn't know what the key combo was. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm screwed. Like, I... I had like 30 miles on the car. I really couldn't go very far. Uh, I was at the mall, luckily, with an Apple store. So if I really needed to, I was going to run inside. But I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. So for anyone that needs to know, the key combo on an iPhone XS or XS Max is to hard reset is you quickly tap volume up, volume down, and then hold the power button. And that'll hard reset your phone. And that finally worked. But I was like, I, I, had, to, I, took out, I had my iPad with me, luckily. So I took that out for whatever <laughs> reason tethering worked so i just i that worked so I, I was okay but it was the weirdest thing that i've never had happen before and that was annoying but other than that we're good <laughs> that is bizarre yeah that's that's one of those things that when the uh the 10 came out was you have to remember wait there's no home button so how do i do a hard reset so volume up volume down power button jesse any uh good or bad experiences with your Apple devices It's, it's funny this that, week? that uh, Matt brings up his iPhone wigging out like that. I have like a weekly thing now for the last maybe two months where I'll be using my phone and the screen just shuts off for like hmm. 10 minutes. I can't, I can't do a factory. I can't do a reset. I can't do anything with the phone. Like nothing happens, but then randomly the screen will just turn back on and like, you know, like when your phone acts like that, you start hitting the power button a bunch. You try resetting it. You try doing a bunch of right. stuff. So what happens is the screen will turn back on and then it does all the actions that <laughs> I was doing before when the screen was off. It just does them like really fast. That's weird. And, and then it like catches up to itself and then it works like normal. I reset it to be safe, but it does that at least once a week now for the last like two months. It's been really, really annoying because for like 10 minutes, I can't do anything with my phone. And I've like plugged it into like a lightning cable into the wall to see maybe like it just needs like a charge randomly, even though it's like at 90% and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't like it just sits there screen blank for like 10 minutes. It's really it's weird. Time for an uh, Apple store appointment. I know because I've even like factory reset it and like restored it and everything and it still hasn't fixed it. And I know I should it go might be a to thing then. Apple store, but I'm like, oh, that means I got to deal with an Apple store <laughs> and I won't do it. And I'm like, look at the iPhone 11 comes out in a few months. I can just wait it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're turning this phone in anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is such a stupid thing to do, but I'm just like, I'm lazy. I am lazy. You know what? Another thing about resetting the phone that every time I do it, I'm like, I'm freaking out is I'm going to hit the uh, emergency response thing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because I've done it before. I've done it before and it, it, sca it legitimately scares me. I'm like, oh, crap, 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 crap. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, I haven't called the police yet, but I've gotten to the number one in the countdown. So <laughs> Risky. Here's here's one more random question before we jump into trivia for you guys. Maybe a little bit uh, jump in the gun before WWDC, but so iOS 13 will be announced. <clears throat> Excuse me, iOS 13 coming out just a few weeks. Will you put the beta on your main phone? Yeah, probably. <sighs> Maybe. If it's anything like iOS 12, then yeah, because iOS 12 was great. It worked fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Probably. It's a maybe for me. I'm probably like 60% leaning towards yes. It always depends. Like if there's some really, really good feature, then I'll usually do it. But if it's boring, then eh, it's a good idea with the bugs. If it's just dark mode, it's a no. No. 
Yeah, that's true. If it's just like one thing. But it looks like we might get some stuff. So, yeah, I'll probably do it. Hmm. Who are we kidding? I'm doing it. I was just going to say that. Like, man. That's Matt's all in. Should we get right, to is, is it time for trivia? Let me load up our, uh, our special yeah, sound. Like, do you have the Adam Ellis intro? I do. Thank you, Adam. Here we go for trivia. It's just so happy. <laughs> it's getting me out of my dark mood. There you go. Some positivity. It's it's All so right. happy. It's so happy. Thanks, Adam. Adam Mouse is the man. Thank you for making that again. Alrighty, so we started this podcast talking about iOS. So here is a iOS version of trivia. I've done one of these before, so I had to find new questions. I started rewriting <laughs> questions that I didn't realize that we've already answered. And I was like, wait a second. Let me go through the list. And like half of them were already there. So this is a interesting version of trivia. I said this when we were before recording. I think I scraped the bottom of the barrel here to find iOS facts. <laughs> so get ready. Uh, four questions today. Let's see how many you get right. I have a lot of faith in you guys, honestly. Like, this All is right. not a oh. joke. We'll see. I feel that you're going to get three of these right for sure. All right, you ready? Yep. All righty. Do you remember what version of iOS multitasking was first introduced in? Four. I was just going to say, for some reason, four is in my mind. So I'm going with four. And it is iOS 4 and June 2010. See, look at that. First one. Go. Already got it. All righty. Next thing. Siri came out. Do you remember? What, what the hell did I Why did I say that Siri came out? Do you remember <laughs> when Siri came out? Like, what phone did Siri ship? 4S. The 4S. The 4S. Right? 2011. Look at you guys. Yeah. I told you, you. You guys had this one. Also... Do you remember, bonus question, that I just realized as I was writing my notes. Uh, do you remember how Siri was first put on a phone? What do you mean? How it was first? It was an app. It was an app that Apple acquired. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. You, you could also ask it Siri. to like do tasks for you, and it would do it. Yeah. It was kind of cool back then. Yeah. Just like, open it up, there you go. All right, so we're done with Siri. Another one of the biggest changes to iOS was when iOS finally got folders. Android had it forever. Oh. Do you remember what version of iOS folders came out on? Three. Five. I couldn't hear either of you. <laughs> Five? I said three. Three. And then what'd you say, Robert? Five. Five. Are you ready? It was also iOS 4. Ah, dang it. Ah. iOS 4 was a big update, okay? It was a really big update. That was the first one with the iPad, too, I think. It was. Yeah. So you were miss- we need one of those big updates again. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's just true. missing. There hasn't been one like iOS 4 in a long time. Like there's It was like iOS 7 was big because of the whole design refresh yeah, away yeah. from skeuomorphism, but that was it. Like that's that was the last really big iOS update. Yeah. That's true. All right. Last question of the bunch. This is going all the way back to iPhone OS. Mm. Back then, there wasn't an iOS app store yet. This is the OG iPhone with no app store. Right. So Steve Jobs did like a kind of like a weird press release where he told developers how they could get their apps on the original iPhone. Do you remember the instructions he gave them? Web apps. Yeah, web apps. Mm-hmm. And they had HTML to code them 5. in? HTML. Five. There yeah, it five. is. On Safari. Because it was all anti- Remember? Who even remembers Flash anymore? Remember that saga? Every no once f- in a while, I'll go to a website and it says you need Flash. I'm like, it's nope. It's so weird. Apple, <laughs> it's Apple. So weird. 
Apple killed Flash. Yeah, which is good because it's horrible. So yep. There's another Apple Circle video idea. Why Apple killed Flash? There you go. The, th- like the thumbnail you- is Apple little like demon Static eyes, Flash. and it's just killing the Flash from the Flash TV show, like stabbing <laughs> him. Do you feel like anyone though in the last like four years even would know like it, like kids growing up like they don't know what no, Flash kids was? Know. No, definitely not. Do you remember Flash games? Yeah, that was a, yeah that was a thing. Yeah. Remember how everyone was up in arms because the iPhone wouldn't support yep. Flash, especially when the iPad came out. They're like, it's useless. You can't even go to half yeah. the websites, Ooh. which was kind of true. But I was that person. I was yeah. really mad that Safari didn't use Flash. I was like, what the hell? Half the internet's broken. Which that was actually true, but it it was better for everyone. Mm-hmm. It worked out. It worked yeah. out. It was a gamble, but it worked out. Anyway, well, you got three or four. Like I said, there you guys go. would. Yeah. Wow, well, good, good, uh, good prediction, Jesse. Look at that. Damn. <laughs> I should go buy some lotto tickets today. And there you go. On a roll. Goes a bit on the um, sports almanac. I guess that kind of closes out yeah. a very weird edition of the Apple Circle podcast just because, yet again, it just the last couple of weeks haven't been interesting. We'll have to do a deep dive maybe next week on something specific. We talked about, that was kind of fun last week. We did screen time and we talked about our, our apps Maybe next week we'll do something about the Mac and yeah, we'll, cool we'll Mac take a apps and yeah, and we'll we're almost cool. to June when WWDC has happening, so we'll yeah. we'll get there. Right. That'll keep. We got to do. We should do. You know what we should do is maybe like before WWDC or after, like some pre or post WWDC reactions. We'll like we'll do a live stream on the Apple Circle channel. We'll bring the phone phone number in and yeah. let people call in and oh, that's a good. Idea. We'll figure yeah, out yeah, something we'll fun. That. Robert, um, you're putting a lot of things here that if we don't do, we now look like yeah. liars. Well. <laughs> We'll see. We're gonna let's uh we'll we'll plan it out. We'll see if it can happen. We got a couple weeks and uh we will keep you guys posted. If that's something you actually would like to see, please tweet us and let us know so we can like be like, hey, this is a this is a wanted thing. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. Don't make us look bad. Uh so uh, <laughs> let us know. Um and Jesse, you got a, a secret word for the uh the end of the episode? I do. So the secret word speaking, I actually thought about this one. Sometimes I just do it at the last second because I forget. And so I just look for something in my my bedroom that I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But this one I thought out. It's one of our favorite Apple accessory makers. And the word is Nomad. So we made it to the end. Tweet at us, Nomad. Hell, bonus. Tweet at us and at Nomad. Nomad's thing is at Nomad Goods. Um, Tweet at both of us and say Nomad. And I know you reached the end of the podcast. And you're a cool person. And you're a fun person. You're an awesome. I have a nomad. Person. I have a nomad case. I got a nomad wallet. Both are excellent. Yes, we have. A, we we all have a lot of nomad gear. Yeah. yeah. So all there right. we go. I think that's it. So for the podcast, everybody, thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been fun as always, and uh, we'll be back next week for another riveting episode of the Apple Circle Podcast. Riveting is a word. <laughs> Bye. Bye.